Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. So a little while ago, a rich man was once asked, how he got so rich? He said, well, you know, a few years ago, I started buying uh, an apple at the farmer's market, and uh, you know, right, right from the tree, unwashed and everything, and went home, I washed it, and then I went back, you know, for a dollar, I bought the apple for a dollar, and went home, washed it, and then I went back and sold it for two dollars as a washed apple. And then next time I bought two apples, went home, washed it, you know, for two dollars, and went back and got four dollars, and said, oh, that's how you got so rich? said, no, no, two years later, my grandmother died, and she left me a legacy of $10 million. And then I could stop all this nonsense. <laughs> so we often think of legacy as something that we leave behind in terms of riches, isn't it? When you think of legacy or leaving someone's leg- legacy, it's often connected to um, something material, a house. Uh, some riches, an account, some money, and so on. But what about the spiritual legacy? What about the legacy that we can leave behind that doesn't cost anything, but actually enriches the people that are left behind much more so? And what about the legacy that we can leave behind right now? The legacy that we already are and the legacy that we are giving to each other in every moment. What about that? So today, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. But before I go right into it, I want to tell another little story. A son um, whose father decided to retire, who came from a long line of clowns. And he told his son, son, I want you to take on our family's legacy. And the son responded, dad, I'm not sure if I can fill those big shoes. Oh, God, I heard, right? (laughs) Please, God. So we're leaving our spiritual legacy already, right here and right now. And if there is one thing that I would like for you to take home today, it probably will be that something like, don't procrastinate your legacy. Don't wait for you to leave this plane at least for a little while, so that your family and your friends can enjoy your legacy. Don't wait until you have what you believe you need in order to make your family proud so that you are ready to go. Don't wait for anything, but learn to see how legacy is who and what you already are. Every moment that you are, and that you choose to express yourself, especially if you learn to express yourself purely and kindly 
just as we learn from so many great teachers, just as Jesus Christ or the Buddha or many other teachers that we may follow, that is really our opportunity here. So often when we start out, we think of a legacy bound to future. We think of legacy as something that needs to happen in the future. And isn't it interesting that when we look at traditional spiritual Christian or even Hindu or other religion upbringings, everything that seems to be so wonderful to achieve is often pushed into the future rather than being encouraged to realize right now. In Christianity, we're taught that if we are good, then in the future sometime, we might end up in heaven. In Hinduism and Buddhism, we're told that we are in this endless cycle of birth and rebirth called samsara, and eventually when we are evolved enough, then sometime in the future, we may be able to escape samsara into moksha or nirvana. But what about right now? What about taking the opportunity to right now? Because who cares how big our house is once we leave? Who cares how many cars we own or have driven in our lives once we are no longer here to encourage and inspire others to be themselves? Who cares how much money is in the bank for someone else to enjoy if we have an opportunity to use everything at our disposal right now and make it valuable to the people that we need it right now. I'm not asking you to go home and close our bank, all your bank accounts and throw your money out or preferably give it all to our church, right? So that's what often pastors say, give it all to us, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about realizing and finding a balance between what makes sense, right? Having uh, a good retirement, maybe have something left behind, yes. Or maybe have just the possessions that we need to be happy, but not hold on to it for some legacy that we believe we will leave behind sometime in the future. <clears throat> you know, we're currently, uh, as Unity Fort Worth, in a very interesting position. Most of you know, as we have informed you through a few town halls and other communications, is that we are trying to lease the southern side of our property to a tenant or multiple tenants, or maybe even go as far and sell everything. And that can be scary, right? I'm sure that some of us who have been here much longer than I have probably have this spark of sadness and grief already starting to even think about the possibility that eventually we're going to walk out of here for the last time. You may wonder and ask yourself, what's the legacy that we leave behind? And if we are so attached to this building to be our legacy, then yes, that will hurt if it comes to that. If we are so attached to that 
the way things used to be in what we call in the church business as the golden years, you know, the 80s and the 90s, where this will be filled three times on a Sunday, and everyone will be hunky-dory, and we will have so much money we don't know what to do with it. If we keep holding on to that as a legacy that we like to recreate, all we're doing is we're actually violating one of the very primary principles that we teach. That the joys and the riches of abundance and grace of God can only be and ever will be only here, right here and right now. But granted, it's not easy, right? Granted, it's not easy to look at all these things that we own as a community and imagine what will happen to it if this all disappears. But if we learn to understand that we have a much greater legacy that we already built over the 71 years that now Unity Fort Worth is old, that legacy is the legacy of leaving one important thing and one message behind. And that is that we are not broken. That is that we are not separate from God. And that is that we are powerful beings that are only waiting to express ourselves in the grace and glory of that God expression that we have come and be born with already. That is the gift that we have to give not only to ourselves as the world's biggest secret, right? But to everyone out there. That is the true legacy. And if we can focus on that legacy of what I will call the spiritual legacy that we can leave behind as a community, it does matter much less where we're going to be. How many people are coming in person? How many people stay home safely and be online? How the building going to look, is going to look like? How many people we actually make up as a membership? Because even a handful of people can change the world. There's no accident that it says in Scripture, where two or three are gathered, here I am among them. That's Jesus speaking to his disciples, saying, as long as there's two or three gathered who remember that they have the same powers that I have demonstrated to you in my ministry, then we're all going to leave the important legacy behind that we are truly God's children. And that we have the power and the responsibility to be that. And that should be our legacy. So legacy is about the here and now. Legacy is about spirit more so than about our worldly possessions. The worldly possessions help us to live comfortably, help us to have food on the table and have shelter and have friends and family for community. That's the worldly measure that we take and that we strive toward. The spiritual measure, however, is much bigger than that. 
It's a very altruistic way of thinking about what we are going to leave behind because it's no longer about us alone. It's about much more than that. One of the reasons why I became a Unity minister, even though I've been wanting to become a minister since I was 16, it took me over 30 years to find the right fit of a denomination, of a religion, of a movement, that would allow me to focus on that inspirational thought that we are so much more than we are told we are. I waited for well over 30 years, over 35 years to find that, almost 40 years. And I cannot imagine as a minister to do anything else I never want to go back to fire and brimstone. I never want to go back to separate God. and never want to go back to relinquish my power to something out there that is invisible. I want to stay with what we learn, don't you? Isn't that the greatest legacy that we can leave behind? There's this really cool story in the Bible. And it's the story of Job. Job was a righteous man and a very wealthy man. He lived in the land of Uz, or land of Uz. I don't even know how you pronounce it in the United States, but it's U-Z. So you pronounce it the way you feel comfortable. If it came from Switzerland, it would be Utz. And, you know, the land of Utz. I think that's kind of cute, isn't it? The land of Utz. Job came from the land of Utz. But he was known as the most righteous person you can think of. God-fearing, God-worshipping, righteous, right? This story is not in the Christian scripture. It's in, in the Hebrew scriptures. It's an old story. It's a very long story. A very complicated story. Theologically speaking, there's so many moral, so many teachings that are in this story, it would take me hours and hours and hours just to unpack the basics of it. And I'm only going to start on this story, and it will continue next week, just to remind you of those who don't remember. Job was rich, very wealthy, the wealthiest in the land of Uts and the most righteous. And as it happens to be, Satan and God had a, a meeting, and Satan was saying, you know, God, your power only exists because you let all the people that believe in you have all these riches and all these possessions, and that's why they believe in you. If you took away all these possessions from the people, no one would ever believe in you ever again. And God said, no, nah, that's not true. And he said, well, let me, let me show you. Let me test you. And God allowed Satan to test God. And they used Job. And God allowed Satan to take, take everything that Joan owned away from him. Everything except for his life. And so Satan went and took everything away, all the houses, all the flock, all the animals. Everything was taken away from Job. 
until the only thing left was Job, a little bit of a tent, and in the background, that's his poor wife. All his ten children were gone. All his servants were gone. Everything that he ever owned was gone. But that was not enough, because Job, even though he was mourning and he was sad about losing all these things, as we can imagine how we would be emotional about walking out of here for the last time, of course he was sad, he was grieving, he was mourning, but he never gave up on God. And Satan wasn't satisfied. He said, no, no, that's not what we bet on. Job is still quite happy, he's still quite healthy. Look at him, he's still a pretty healthy, God-fearing person. Let's just do something really terrible on Job himself. He said, okay, and God allowed Satan to do that. And Job got all these boils around, uh, across his body, and uh, except for taking his life, Satan did everything he could onto Job. And yes, for a moment in chapter 3, you could read how Job started losing it for a little bit. He was kind of starting to argue with God. You know, I've been God-fearing. I've been doing all these good things in my life. Why are you allowing this to happen? And then as the story goes, for many, many, many chapters, and those who ever bothered to read Job, you know how many chapters there are and how long that lamentation is. Job is often translated or considered to be the most patient person in the Bible because he was lamenting for so long. He was challenging God as a righteous person. Now there is this part in Job that is about the three friends. And I'm going to leave it for this week to give you a teaser because the question that we can ask ourselves, what is the legacy that we want to leave behind? We learn from this story from those three friends. You got to ask yourself, and if you want to read Job for the next week or so, you can go to the chapter. It's 34 chapters long when the, when the friends are giving Job advice. Ever had friends giving you advice and you wish they would stop talking? That's exactly what happens in Job, right? Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a relief for today because we're all about uplift. Job's going to be fine, right? Job's going to be fine. But what's really interesting is that Job is going through this, losing it, losing even his faith in God for a little bit, picking it back up, dealing with his friends who can't help but to find all the faults that are possible in him. Ever had that happening in your life? Right? Listening to your friends and they point every single thing out in you that's wrong with you, right? So the resolution then is to understand how to actually approach our grief and our mourning so that we get to learn who and what we truly are and what we are about and what really matters for us truly besides our possessions in life, what to be. But I am going to leave you with this one thing. 
probably one of the fav most favorite quotes that I've ever heard in my life. And we're just going to listen to another Daniel Namath song in a minute, just before meditation, because it ties so beautifully into how we would like to leave this world. And as you listen to the song, I want you to do two things. I want you to do one thing and listen to the lyrics and ask yourself, what if I could leave my legacy, my true legacy of spirit behind right now? And the other thing I want you to consider is Maya Angelou's quote, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. This is my last song If this is my final day If tomorrow I'll be gone What do I want to say If this is my last song If it's my time to go when my body's moved on What will I have to show? No, not fortune or fame They scattered to the wind The things that make a name Just don't matter in the Is the world a little more peaceful? Oceans and sky a little more blue? Is humankind a little bit wiser about the good that we can do? Does the sun shine a little bit brighter where before there was only rain? If so, then I'm glad I came If these are my last words For all of the earth to hear If all that I have ever been Is about to disappear If these are my last words there's nothing that I need to say I have only tried to serve It's never been about talking anyway So much hurt there is to heal It's hard to understand All I can hope to feel Is that I'm in sky a little more blue is humankind a little bit wiser 
about the good that we can do. Does the sun shine a little bit brighter where before there was only rain? If so, then I'm glad I came. Have I given hope to the hopeless? Has a hungry soul been fed? Has a child stood a little bit taller because of something that I said? Have I left a little kindness? Have I eased a little pain? If so, then I'm glad I came for that. I'm glad I came. This is my last song. If this what I leave behind, what do I pass on? If I am out of So let us take those words into our meditation for today. Whatever may have spoken to you, a kid standing taller, a sky being bluer, humankind being a little wiser. We now move into our meditation together to reveal what we have to give from the purest generosity of our hearts. We may ask ourselves what it is that we have to give. We may even struggle to find what it could be. So let us stand together, remind ourselves of the true nature of our spirit and humanity. Let's remember that all of us all together came out of the same source, the same principle, the same beauty, the same glory. And as we are all here today, whether in person or online, we get to express that perfection just as we see fit. 
So how do we choose to be? We deepen our thoughts and our feelings as we open our minds and hearts. We stand true to who and what we are and learn to let go of what holds us back. Remember that our true legacy is not possessions, it's not things, it's not what we own. Our legacy of spirit to give away is how we make others feel. Our words and actions may matter, and yet what is remembered is our kindness. It is the love and compassion that we bring to this world in every moment. So what are we to leave behind? Not just when we leave this world, but what are we to leave behind today? What are we to leave behind when this service closes? What are we to leave behind when we say goodbye to our friends? Have we smiled once more? Have we demonstrated our happiness once more? And have we made everyone else feel just a little bit better than they already felt? So as we come together, we can see into each other's eyes, in spirit, and in this world. We can see that divine consciousness that we call Christ in everyone. We find a moment of gratitude as we open our hearts and embrace each other for the truth that we are. And so we are glad that we came. Let us then give thanks to the many that have come before us. Let us give thanks 
to those who have built this community into what it is today. Let us give thanks to all those mentors and friends and teachers that we had in our lives who shape us into who and what we are right now. Let us give thanks of the many beautiful teachings that we embrace and follow as it speaks to us. Let us give thanks for the kindness of the people around us. And let us give thanks for ourselves and the courage it sometimes takes to go against the grain so that we can be who and what we truly are. In that gratitude lies the true power as we move into this world today and every day. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.